Bless his name, beloved. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Why? For God is great and he is so greatly to be praised. As the song says, it's not about us, y'all, but it's about Jesus. Amen. I felt that. I, I was, man, I'm glad the camera was off because I was, I was bopping a little bit then. I was getting my praise on there. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about the God of our salvation. Whenever we get a little too caught up in who we think we are, we ought to be reminded that were it not for the Lord on our side, if it had not been for God on our side, uh, we don't have any reason to boast or brag, except our bragging be in Christ and Christ alone. Amen. Because it's not about us. Good evening to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. So glad to see you all. On tonight, who do we have in the house? T.A. Dorothy Jones is here. Good to see you, Dorothy. Uh, Tita Cheatham, God bless you, Tita. Good to see you tonight. Amen. Brother Cheatham, amen. What 
Amen. Right after the other. God bless you. Sister Stewart, good to see you on tonight. God bless you. Brother Grimes, Deacon Grimes over in Texas, Dallas. God bless you. Good to see you tonight. Sister Shelba Moore, God bless you. Good to see you tonight, Sister Moore. Uh, Josephine Cole, amen. Good to see you, Josephine. Amen. Bonnie McNeil Harris, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Harris. Janice Mitchell is in the house. Amen. Did you have any coffee today, Sister Mitchell? God bless you. Diane Snow is in the house. God bless you. Good to see you, Diane. Jerome Harrington, my brother, my friend. Good to see you on tonight. Amen. Sister Langford, amen. Our day daycare director, good to see you on tonight. Mother Curry, bless your heart. Good to see you on tonight, Mother Curry. Amen. Sister Palmer is in the house as well. Listen, you go ahead and tag your neighbor. Tag your friend, like this uh, this uh, live stream so that we can get our numbers up. But it's not about even the numbers. It's about making sure that we share the word of God. Amen. It's not about pride and lifting ourselves up and how many we have on a live stream. It's about making sure that the word of God goes out and that people who need to hear the word, people who are ready to hear the word but may have forgotten that this is the time for us to do that, you tag them right now, text them right now, <laughs> like this right now, uh, be a good digital disciple, but, and just be a good friend. Amen. Let them know that you're watching K Chapel Live and you are ready to get into the word and you're inviting them to get into the word with you. So good to see you. Sister Wilson from the 833, God bless you. Sister Butler, God bless you. Good to see you on tonight. Patricia Booth McGee, God bless you all. Listen, I thought I thought um, I thought fall was in the air based on last week, but somebody turned the summer switch back on. And uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody turned the summer back on. And uh, they, they didn't, they, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like 96, 98 degrees a day, something like that. Was that, is that wild or what? My goodness, I was getting ready for, for fall, y'all. I was getting ready for fall, and the summer uh, came back in on us today. But hopefully, hopefully uh, it'll cool off a little bit. And I know there's some Jackson State fans who are hoping uh, that it cools off this weekend. Glory to the Lamb of God. Amen. <laughs> y'all, listen, Jackson State is for real. Jackson State fans are for real. Y'all brave the heat, that one o'clock sun on your head heat amen but you all were out there you all were out there rooting uh jackson state on to victory and what a victory it was i don't say too much because i know we got at least one grambling fan on on, on the line tonight when i saw deacon grimes uh, I, I ain't gonna get into that i ain't gonna get into that but i'm just saying uh that jackson state fans are true blue Y'all, y'all love y'all love some Jackson State. Amen. 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 You know, listen, I'm too glue, so I'm I, I don't have a dog in that fight. Uh, but I, I, I love when our HBCU succeed. Amen. I love when our home state succeeds. So congratulations to JSU. Uh, and if you all are going to the game this weekend, I think it's another one o'clock game. So listen, do me a favor, y'all. Don't be out there falling out and uh because y'all didn't drink any any water. Uh, get get hydrated before the game. Drink some water before the game. Y'all talk to me if you can. Drink some water before the game. And y'all uh, um, uh, try to, look, put a hat on your head. I'm, I'm going to be like my grandmama. 
tonight. Listen, don't go out there without a hat on your head. Put a hat on your head. Amen. So that sun doesn't beat you to death. Put a hat on your head. Put some, hey, put some suntan, I mean, some sunblock lotion on. Y'all take care of yourselves now. Amen. Don't, don't listen. Don't be out there having a stroke, heat stroke and falling out because I'm telling you now, I'm going to pray for you, but some 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 of your friends are going to laugh at you. I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you know right now. Some of them going to laugh at you because they're going to say, you should have known better. Going out there, you ain't drinking no water. you out there yelling and screaming and acting like you don't understand that it's 100 plus degrees. Amen. Amen. So listen, y'all, y'all have a good time. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Y'all have a good time this weekend. I think they're playing, um, y'all playing Valley, right? Uh, Jackson State is playing Valley, I believe. And uh, I know we got some Delta Devils on the line as well tonight. Amen. So Delta Devils and the Jackson State Tigers are getting it on this Saturday at 1 p.m. in the Mississippi Veterans Stadium, Memorial Veterans Stadium. So uh, y'all have a good time. Have, be safe. Be safe. All right. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe and have a good time. Um, listen, you should have uh, some of you. Some of you should have gotten um, an email probably today. I mentioned to you uh, last week that we uh, your, your church family is investing in you, investing in your spiritual growth. Uh, and we uh, uh paid for a, a full year subscription for all of our members uh, to Right Now Media. And so uh, you should have gotten an email. Many of you probably have gotten that email. Uh, I understand it's going to be uh, those invitations are going to be coming out in, in different groupings, different batches. So if you did not get yours, don't worry about it. You'll be in, a, in another group uh, that gets it uh, in, in, in a few days, in a day or two. Uh, but for those of you who did get your invitation to Right Now Media, uh, you can go ahead and and uh, activate your account now. You can activate your account now <laughs> with Right Now Media and the K Chapel uh, channel that's on Right Now Media. Um, if you've gotten that, um, you you will you will have an opportunity once once you once it's in your email. Uh, you'll see that it'll say uh, K Chapel is inviting you to uh, to join Right Now Media or to to claim your gift. Um, and so uh, go ahead and get that registered. Brother Grimes says he got his and he is registered. Amen. Good to see you. Good to see that. Um, and so, yeah, go ahead and and get that. Brother Elver says he got his today. All right. Good. I'm glad to know you all are getting them. <clears throat> Go ahead and get that. And you see on the screen right now, uh, uh, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful resource. Uh, we've already put something, just a few items uh, in the K Chapel channel, um, some uh, resources on worship, as well as some some of our own uh, videos uh, from um, services that that we've had here, worship services. I believe we have the, uh, the last week's Bible study in there as well. Um, so just something right now to populate uh, that channel and make sure that you know that you're on the right, you're in the right space. Um, so go ahead, go ahead and um, get that. If you, I see some people saying they got theirs. Uh, Linda Wilson, I listened a lot today. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Robbie Buckhalter Singleton, she got hers. Amen. If you got yours, amen. I'm so glad and so glad that you all are 
are, are getting it. Sharon Turner Davis received good. This is good news. This is good news. Um, so yeah, if you did not get it, still be on the lookout for it. I promise you it's coming. Uh, and when it comes, go ahead and activate your account because I don't want you to miss out. I don't want you to miss out on, on how we're going to be utilizing uh, the resources in Right Now Media, how we'll be referencing them uh, and also using uh, many of the studies um, as as we get into as as we go further uh, into our 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 I, I was about to say semester, uh, but but further into the quarter for uh, for our Bible study. All right, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. She says, "Doing it now, good, I, good. I'm so glad, so glad." All right, listen. Let's get let's uh, have a word of prayer, and we will get into our study. Uh, for the night. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and for this time together, for who you are and all of the awesome things that you do each and every day. We know if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we would not be here right now. So God, thank you for being with us. Thank you for covering us and keeping us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you, O oh God, for holding our hands through all that we've gone through and are yet going through. God, you've been so faithful. Great is your faithfulness. Morning by morning, you extend to us brand new mercies. And it is by your mercies that we can declare tonight we are not consumed. So, Lord, in this moment of study, we pray that you direct our thoughts. And most importantly, that you would purge our hearts that our hearts would be synced with your heartbeat, that we would pour out ourselves so that more of your spirit and more of yourself will fill us, fill the space of our hearts, our minds, fill the empty spaces. Lord, have your way in our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name and for its sake. Amen and amen, amen. God bless you, God bless you. All right, so listen, we started uh, last week, we started last week's Bible study uh, talking about um, worship and five hindrances uh, to authentic worship, five hindrances to authentic worship. I began by asking you the question, uh, how do you know when uh, you, you have really entered into worship? Uh, what are those things that let you know that worship uh, has has been um, achieved, so to speak? Uh, and and then how how do you recognize or or see uh, uh, the evidence of worship uh, being realized not just on Sunday, but actually manifested in your daily living in your daily lifestyle? I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't explore that as much last week as I wanted to. Um, maybe I'll get a little bit more into that tonight. Um, and so uh, we, we, we talked a little bit about that. And then I posed the question and I asked you not to, uh, not to, not to write it in per se, because I didn't want to get into, um, you know, you all saying, well, so-and-so gets on my nerves. <laughs> that, that hinders me in my worship experience. Uh, because here's the thing, y'all, here's the thing. When you're in worship, when you are in worship, though there can be distractions, and we all know it, 
We know that there can be moments that distract us. There can be noises that, that distract us. There can be sounds that distract us. Um, but when we are when we are seeking to worship God, there, there should be a moment where there is, I'm going to call it a cleansing, but also a clearing. There's the moment of Lord cleanse me, cleanse my heart, right? Wash me, fix me, make me right so that I can worship you. That's the cleansing. But then there should be also the request for the clearing. Lord, clear my mind. Lord, clear clear my thoughts. Things that things that that are taking my mind away from you. God, clear 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 that from me so that I can focus my heart, I can focus my mind, I can focus my attention squarely on you. Now, listen, I'll be honest. Yeah, that takes some discipline. That takes some discipline. It takes some, some devotion. It takes some active decision-making that you will not be distracted or deterred by what's going on around you. So you, let me say it like this. Worship, worship doesn't just happen, y'all. Worship is an active choice of the worshiper. Worship is an active choice of the worshiper. And some of us perhaps never get to worship because we've been waiting for someone or something to get us there. You've been waiting on the band to get you there. You've been waiting on the singing to get you there. You've been waiting on the organ, the sound, the senses to get you there. But worship is an active choice of the worshiper. God, make me right so that in this experience of corporate worship, I will have an authentic encounter with you. Cleanse me and clear me. Are you hearing me? Cleanse me and clear me. The clearing of the mind, listen, uh, uh, I don't know why, why this is on my heart this, this evening, but I'll, I'll just go on into it. The clearing of the mind is so critical, y'all, because let's be honest, on any given Sunday morning, we're not just coming into church with the stuff from the week. Some of us, many of us are coming into church with the stuff from the ride to church. I can't get no help right here. You, you're not just coming with the stuff that happened Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Some of us, many of us, a great majority of us are coming with the stuff that happened between our house and the church building itself. And so as I enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, 
I need to be asking the Lord, Lord, cleanse me and clear me. If I expect to hear a word from you, God, you got to you got to you got to do something with this because my head, my mind is on the conversation that I just had. The argument that I just had, the frustration that I just felt. Y'all, I know y'all going y'all going to act like I know I know that's okay. You don't you don't have to deal with it. But but for those parents, let me talk to some parents for a minute. You you driving to church and you got a six year old, an eight year old, and a twelve year old, and all three of them are are at each other, and and you just trying to get to church, uh, and 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 seem like you you got the music on, but the music ain't helping them act no no better. Y'all ain't talking to me in here, <laughs> and, and they're fighting. And it's messing your spirit up. Okay. Okay. It's not, it's not the children. It's you and your spouse. And and something y'all were dealing with last night didn't get resolved. And 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 you thought that Sunday was gonna make it okay, but but that rascal brought it up or she brought it up and and messed up your whole. You were trying to just have a a a a, a, a cup of coffee on your way to church. And, and that person said something and messed up your whole Sunday morning ride. Y'all ain't talking to me. <laughs> Lord, clear my mind. Cleanse my heart. Clear my mind. Because I don't want to be hindered in worshiping you. I got some stuff I need to deal with. I got some conversations I need to finish. I got some parenting I need to do, right? I got all that that's got to happen. I got some stuff at work I'm going to have to manage when, when, when I get to work on Monday. But Lord, when I come into this house, for the time that I'm there, clear my mind, okay? So let's look, let's look, let's look. Let's look at some of those hindrances that we talked about last week. Some of the hindrances that we talked about last week, we brought up some of the things that keep us from an authentic worship experience. And and, and for worship, for, for the purposes of, of tonight, I, 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 am, I am specifically, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of focusing in on the, 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 the Sunday morning worship event itself. Okay. I, I know, I know I, I preach all the time that worship is a lifestyle. It is, and it extends beyond Sunday morning, but just for tonight, I kind of want to zero in on that Sunday morning worship event, because if we get that right, if we understand what keeps worship from happening on Sunday, then we can translate that into what keeps us from developing a lifestyle of worship, okay? So here we go. We talked about tradition. We talked about tradition, Matthew 7, uh, verses 1 through 5. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark 7. I said Matthew. I'm sorry, T.A. If I threw you off there, that's my, that's my fault. <laughs> Mark chapter 7, verses, verses 1 through 5. Um, and... We, I know this is where, um, where 
where Jesus is dealing with dealing with something that he is presented with that that has the appearance of of righteousness of 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 holiness of what is what is the proper thing to do as it relates to honoring God, right? And so in Mark 7, uh, uh, th there is this discussion that takes place between Jesus and, and the Pharisees. Um, do you have that, T.A.? Um, they came together unto him, the Pharisees and certain of the scribes, which came from Jerusalem, when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defile, that is to say, with unwashing hands, they found fault. The Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands off, eat not holding the what? The tradition of the elders. And I mentioned to you last night, I, I'm sorry, last week, um, that this, this phrase, the tradition of the elders, uh, is speaking of the fact that, that this, is, this is not um, um, Old Testament law, but rather this is extra extra, um, you might say, extra uh, religious ritual uh, that, 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 that the elders or that Jewish leaders piled on uh, to the law itself. And so uh, that's, why, that's why this scripture, that, that passage, that, that phrase is used, holding the tradition of the elders. And verse four says, and when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be. Uh, which they have received to hold is the washing of cups and pots, bra brazen vessels, and of tables. Again, this is talking about traditions. This is not Old Testament law. This is tradition. Things that 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 man looked at and said this would be good to do. This would show a, a level of of seriousness about our holiness. This would show a a level of integrity about how we honor God and how we how we enter into the the spaces of God. Right. Uh, verse five. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, why walk not thy, thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands? And so the Pharisees and scribes acknowledge it, admit it, that this is this is this is our tradition. And so the question is, why are you not holding and practicing our tradition? I mentioned to you last week, sometimes what keeps us from entering into an authentic worship experience is that we are so caught up in keeping our tradition that we've missed the true moving of the Spirit of God. We're so focused on, did we do what we traditionally do? that we miss a fresh movement, a fresh expression of God. I, I told you before, I'm the first to admit, at heart, I am probably a traditionalist. Love, love the traditional black elements, the traditional elements of the black church. I love it. Love it. It's something I, I told you, I love it. But, but when you are so, let me say this, when you are so, watch this, uh, 
mesmerized by your tradition. And I, I use that word because, um, uh, yeah, let, let me let me let me take this a step further. When you're so mesmerized by your tradition, now listen. You know, you know, you know. I am, I am, I am H. L. Buckley's son. Um, and 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 I love to hear uh, preachers of my father's generation preach. Uh, because those who do it well, ain't nothing like it. Come on and talk to me if you can. Uh, when, 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 and, and don't get me wrong. There, there are a lot of preachers who can still, who can still do it that in, in, in that tradition, right? The tradition of, of, of building a sermon, the tradition of, of exegeting a text, the tradition of of a certain rhythm uh to and a certain cadence uh to the preaching um experience right there there's a tradition to black preaching come on there, there's a tradition of black preaching that 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 when when it's done right you just ooh it'll do something to you right um and then don't let him be able to close don't let a black preacher be able to hoop and 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 pull it right um it will it will it listen it will shout your soul i, I i'm it will shout your soul it, it shouts mine right i love that love it question is can your soul shout when the preacher doesn't hoop? When the preacher, watch this, is more of a teacher and a lecturer. But the truth of God's word has gone forth. See, here's the problem. Sometimes we get so mesmerized by the traditional delivery of God's word that we miss a true delivery of God's word. Our traditions can be mesmerizing because it puts us in that space and in that place that we love and we long for. And we'll miss sometimes a wonderful teaching because we're waiting for the traditional clothes. We're waiting for the traditional cadence, the rhythm, all of the things that 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 get us in that space where we know we didn't had church. Come on and talk to me. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 sometimes the traditions themselves, the traditions that we love, the traditions that that we practice, and the traditions that mesmerize us can sometimes hinder us from having an authentic worship experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, Janice Mitchell. I like both too. I said, Janice, Janice, I like both the teaching and the preaching. Guilty, guilty as charged. Um, um, I, 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 I think growing up in, in, in the context that I did though, uh, you, you know, for those of you who grew up in a preacher's house, 
some of y'all out there know what that is. Um, you know, we we preach all during the week. You know, we we we'll be preaching our sermon on on Tuesday and Wednesday, and 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 try to figure out how we gonna close it on on Friday. <laughs> so growing up in that context, you you start to hear it, and and uh, and it just it it becomes a part of your the fabric and the fiber of your soul, the fiber of your being. Um, uh, but when that mesmerizes you to the point that that's all you know and all you accept and all you can relate to, it damages your ability to hear truth expressed in other means and mediums. Number two, number two, I'm sorry. I'm taking too much time, y'all. I'm really just trying to review. Uh, number two, we talked about location. This is where Jesus has the conversation with uh, the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Uh, and remember, she has um, uh, sort of diverted the, the conversation uh, to that of location saying, uh, listen, y'all say we're supposed to worship over here. We say we're supposed to worship over there. Uh, what do you say? And, and Jesus uh, says it ain't it is it, not about. <laughs> yeah, it's not about place. It's not about where. Um, uh, it, it's about it's about spirit and truth. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's not about location. And last week we said, listen, we found that out during this crisis, this pandemic, uh, that the worship of God is not contained uh, in, in these four walls, not confined uh, to our church buildings. Uh, when I said uh, many times, many Sunday mornings, make your 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 house your sanctuary make your living room your sanctuary um, many of you did just that many of you are continuing to do that because it's not about the location uh it's about the condition uh, of one's heart okay number three we looked at narrowness we looked at narrowness um in jo uh yeah john chapter nine john chapter nine uh verses uh one through sixteen um, if you'll pull that up, uh, T.A., John chapter 9, <clears throat> excuse me, verses 1 through 16, uh, this is where, this is where uh, Jesus um, is, is um, guilty, <laughs> if we want to, if we want to ever say he was guilty of anything, this is, this is an instance where he is guilty um, uh, of healing guilty of giving a blind man his sight, right? And, um, um, you know, there, there's all this discussion. The Pharisees, the scribes are there again. And they're always giving him grief. And if you recall, you remember what, they're, what angered them. What angered them, what angered them was the fact that Jesus healed this man on the wrong day. If you're going down to about verse, let's 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 pick up at about verse 10, maybe. Um therefore said they unto him, How are thine eyes open? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes, said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, where is he? He said, I know not. 
They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind, and it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, he put clay upon mine eyes. I washed and I do see. Therefore, said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God. Why? Because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. The Pharisees, the Pharisees decided that because Jesus performed a miracle on the Sabbath, that he could not be from God. Because surely God would be interested in keeping the Sabbath day holy. After all, that is a part of the law. And so how could something of God, someone from God, not keep God's law? That was the argument. How could, how could someone of God, from God, not keep God's law. And what Jesus, what Jesus had to say to the Pharisees over and over again, it's like, listen, you're putting the law, the keeping of the law of God ahead of the love of God. <laughs> Let's say that again. You, you're, you're keeping the law of God in front of the love of God. And whenever law supersedes love, you're looking at it backwards. Whenever, whenever, whenever you decide that, that I'm gonna keep the law, but, but I'm, I'm more concerned about keeping the law than I am about loving my brother, you, you, you miss what the law is all about. And that's, that's the argument that Jesus had with the disciples, with the Pharisees over and over again. That you are so narrow in your interpretation of the law that you keep missing it. You keep missing it. You want me, you want me, in essence, Jesus is saying, you want me to stay in this box of the law while I'm looking at someone in need. And you want the law to keep me from love. You want the keeping of the law to keep me from giving love. He says, and you missed it. You've missed what it's all about. The law is not about, the law is not about this strict regulation that, that, that prevents humanity from loving one another. That's not who God is. And that, and that's what Jesus, that's what Jesus kept driving home and hammering home to, 
to the, to, I keep saying the disciples, but he, he did it with them too, but specifically to the Pharisees that if, if you have such a limited understanding of the law, you'll never, you'll never get to the full expression of the law, which is love. Yeah. So, so Jesus, Jesus had a time with, and, and so as, how does that relate to worship? Because, because when we so narrowly define and so narrowly determine, watch this, when we so narrowly define let me say it like this. When we so narrowly define what worship is, what worship, watch this, sounds like, what worship looks like, when we are so narrow in that, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into a fresh encounter with the almighty God. Because what we've said is God has to stay within these lines of what we know and understand. This is the law of worship. And anything that happens in worship must happen inside of these lines. What happens when God comes in and breaks up your lines and busts open your doors and messes up what you've said God has to operate in. Yeah. See, because here's the thing. We, we say, Lord, have your way, but do we mean it? We sing, Lord... Lord, have thy, have thine own way, Lord. But do we mean it? Because if we actually let go and let the Lord have his way, it, it, it may open up some of what we have narrowly defined as worship. So, 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 so let me, let me give you an example. Um, before the pandemic, literally, um, maybe one or two Sundays, maybe one or two Sundays before the pandemic. Um, if you remember, we were, well, you, you don't know what I was doing, but you saw the results of it. Um, but we had a, we had a service. This is maybe one or two Sundays before the, the church doors closed. We had a service where, where I brought in um, a, 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 a person who uh, was a potter, a pottery. Uh, she, she made pottery on a wheel, a clay wheel. Um, and, and we took the pulpit, um, the lectern out, out, of, out of that area. Uh, there were no ministers. Uh, sitting up there, um, it was just 
the potter's wheel, um, and, and the choir. Any, any of y'all remember that? And and the sermon for that day happened while I was sitting down next to the woman who was making that pot. The sermon happened while she was making the pot. And then we had another lady who was a former prisoner who was giving her testimony. And she was talking about how she had been broken, how life had broken her, how the system had had damaged her and 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 how it continued to mess with her life. Anybody remember that? Now, what we were doing in that moment, we were expanding what worship looks like. The narrowness of worship. We we were exploring and expanding the idea of a sermon can happen in a lot of different ways. Worship can take place in a lot of different ways. And 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 when the pandemic happened, unfortunately, I felt like we, we needed to go to something a little more familiar because everybody was scattered. And 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 I felt like that just was not the time to, to keep going down um, unfamiliar roads when we needed familiar sights and sounds when everybody was scattered uh, in, in, in their own places and, and we were trying to understand it. So we we pivoted back. But 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 that's the road we were going down of of opening our understanding of how worship can happen. Of what worship can look like. Of how we can express praise and worship and thanksgiving unto God in different formats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because God is, yeah, L verse Alexander, God is dynamic. That's right. God is dynamic. He moves in different ways, right? Yeah, God moves in different spaces. God moves in different people. And, and if you're listening to God, you will discover that there are sermons in many other places other than just the pastor's heart. Ah, good God Almighty. Okay. Okay, y'all gonna make y'all gonna make me y'all gonna make me go back and pick that up. But 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 yeah, we we can't be so narrow. We can't be so narrow in our expression and experience of God because God is bigger than what we know. Then He's bigger. God is bigger than what we do. God is bigger than that. Okay, um, and for those of you, the, I, I see some of you all online. Kind of like, oh, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't, I didn't remember that. I would. Some of, some of you, some of you are our, our. You all have have joined us in the pandemic. So what I'll do is, uh, I'll try to listen, uh, Shannon. Let's let's drop let's drop that service in the K Chapel, uh, the channel, the Right Now Media K Chapel channel, because there's some people who have never seen that. Um, so let's add that one to to the uh, K Chapel uh, channel 
Um, cause, cause some people have never, they don't have any idea what we're talking about right now. Um, and, and, um, that, that would be good. Okay. That would be good for them to, to see. All right. Um, all right, let's go. Matthew chapter 15, Matthew chapter 15, verses one and two. Matthew chapter 15, verses one and two. Uh, what can get in the way of worship? Idolatry. Idolatry, y'all. Matthew chapter 15, verses one and two. Then came to Jesus, scribes, and ah, here they are again, <laughs> right? Which were Jerusalem saying, why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Now, same same charge, but I want to approach this from this from from this position. Have your traditions become your God? That's the question. Have your traditions actually taken the place? And and perhaps you don't even recognize it. Perhaps you don't even you don't even see that that's what was going on. But have your traditions become so important that you would rather have them over God? You would rather you would and listen. And when that happens, your traditions have become your God. When you have to have it like this, when it has to come this way, when it has to be this person, when it has to be this thing, are you hearing me? Yeah. Then, then maybe, maybe your expression of worship has become your God. And you didn't even realize that you're worshiping a false God. You haven't even realized it. You haven't even realized that that it's it's the thing, it's the it's the feeling that you're worshiping. You you're worshiping the feeling that you get when you practice these things. Hmm. Listen, let me let me help somebody. I love, you know this. I love, I love an interactive, responsive, some might say even loud. Okay. I love feedback. I I love to hear the saints, the redeemed of the Lord, say so, right? I, I love, I love to hear, I love call and response. But can I tell you something? Two years of preaching to a camera weaned me off of hearing you. And it put me and a whole lot of other preachers in the place of understanding that we can't preach for the applause. And we can't, we can't preach for the for the response, right? For the sound, right? And unfortunately, many of us have done, I'm talking about preachers now, many of us have done it so long that that 
has become our God. The response of the crowd. So it's both ways. For the preacher, the response can become the idol. For the worshiper, it's the things that make you have the feeling that can become the idol. Either way, you're chasing a, a false rabbit, <laughs> a false god. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so when your traditions become so important to you that that they in fact become the object of your worship. And most of the times, most of the time, and this is why you got to be so careful because most of the times that happens very subtly, not suddenly, subtly, under radar, unbeknownst to you. It has happened without you being aware of it. And so that's why you got to constantly clear your mind and make sure that you're asking God, God, make sure that when I worship you, that it's not about me, but it's about you. It's not about my feelings. It's about the fact of who you are and the fact of, of, of what you have said in your word and, and the fact that I am opening my heart to you to be led in an authentic worship experience with you. Okay, here's the last thing. We're through for tonight. When I talked about heart, uh, let's talk about heartlessness. Matthew 15, verses 7 and 8. Matthew 15, verses 7 and 8. Ye hypocrites, well did, well did Isaiah, Isaiah, that's who that is, Prophesy of you saying, these people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their what heart is far from me. Keep that up for a minute. Because here, 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 y'all, here it is. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's an issue of the heart. Worship is an issue of of the heart. If your heart is not right, you can sing until the rafters rejoice. You can preach until there's no pain on the walls. You can pray until the pews get up and start moving. But if your heart is not right, God says of that, you're saying the right thing. You're singing the right songs. You're using the right religious sounding language. You're making, watch this, you're making the right gestures. You got the right facial expression. All, all, all that, all that looks good. 
of what's happening in your heart. See, here it is, y'all. God says, I know when it's a show. And some of us have been putting on shows for a long time. God says, you, you, you're not worshiping me. He said, it looks good. It sounds good. But your heart, your heart, your heart is somewhere else. Your heart, I can't find your heart. I, I see your hands lifted up. I, I see your face squinched up. I, I hear your voice loud and clear, but your heart is way across town somewhere. Worship y'all. We can go through all of the, watch this. We can go through all of the exercises, all of the gestures, all of the expressions of worship. But if our heart is not in it, God says it's nothing but a show. And God is not interested in a show. God is interested in a sure encounter between you and him. Amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. We are out of time. But I promise you, I'm not out of word. Amen. 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 I'm not out of word. In fact, uh, uh, if you want some more word, we'll see you Sunday. All right. God bless you. We will see you all on Sunday. God bless you. Thank you all so much for being here. Love you all so much. And um, y'all stay y'all stay safe. Stay prayerful. Listen, keep our city in prayer. Um, keep our city in prayer. You know, we're, we're uh, uh, thankful of the progress that we made uh, with the uh, water uh, plant and water being restored. Thankful for that progress. But you who are Jacksonians, I know we got people from all uh, around the country who are watching tonight. Uh, but for people who are Jacksonians, we know that uh, the, the crisis is not over. Um, and so uh, remain in prayer uh, for uh, our city, uh, for our state, uh, uh, for our state officials, our city officials, um, and, and let's just let's just uh, let's just keep in front of us uh, what we have to do because there's a lot yet to be done, and I believe that in many instances it will be the church that will have to lead the way. Um, I'm 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 watching a lot of things, and and in many instances, um, it's the church that's going to have to lead the way. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. God bless you all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this time together and for uh, who you are and what you have done, what you have allowed in this uh, study of your word. We pray, God, now that you would bless us and keep us by the presence and power of your spirit. We pray, oh God, that on Sunday morning when we come to this place, and in fact, the hindrances that have been lifted up tonight uh, will find no place and no space uh, in our lives, in our hearts, in our experience with you. 
Lord, if we don't come here, but if we're at home, we pray, oh God, that there would be limit uh, limitations in terms of distractions that keep us uh, from having a, a fresh and authentic encounter and experience with you. We thank you. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon.